Well, that's nine minutes after eight here on the Forum at Eight. And this morning we are discussing fake news. So various website platforms on the rise and access to the Internet has made it virtually easy for false news to be disseminated. And according to analysts, people are now left with the task of deciding, discerning what is real and what is fake and to choose which news sources to actually believe. And some argue that uh, the increase is a positive sign of freedom of speech, while others say that this tarnishes the credibility of journalists and the journalism profession. And uh, if you were listening earlier when I spoke to um, uh, uh, Colonel Zwane, out in KZN and he was saying the protest in Umlazi last night were as a result of the dissemination of fake reports about an abduction of a young woman that actually never took place but people had been disseminating this and unfortunately the community reacted to that and then of course that story hardly out of the way and the responses start streaming in and they're saying, no, it was not fake news. In fact, the police are out of uh, the loop and that is fake, what is being told to you right now. So I think that neatly illustrates the problem that we are dealing with or, or perhaps challenge, as the politicians like to call it, um, is what we need to figure out here this morning. And uh, we ask you, um, so what do you make of this phenomenon of fake news and joining us uh, in our studio here owner of a newly launched online uh, newspaper weekly expose kenny kunene thanks for coming through thank you for having me sakina and good morning to your listeners and we also have with us uh, the chairperson <coughs> of the south africa national editors forum Maslati gallants thanks for your time this morning Maslati. good morning sakina and good morning to the listeners Maslati, let me start with you how would you describe fake news, this phenomenon that is fake news? What is it? Um, Sakina, I think over the past few weeks as we've been having numerous engagements on this topic, we are building up on that definition of uh, fake news. But what is generally accepted to be fake news refers to uh, these fake news websites that are deliberately publishing uh, propaganda, disinformation, lies, and purporting them to be real Okay, we've lost Masati there. Hello? Apologies, we lost you momentarily. Okay. Well, we are increasingly seeing the use of social media where uh, these websites are trying to uh, drive the web traffic. Uh, Obviously, this is not similar to uh, satire, but these are just basically fake news websites that are seeking to mislead uh, and also... They are trying to get audiences on their website for uh, financial gain. But also worrying, we've also seen websites that are created uh, to actually uh, influence uh, audiences, and sometimes it is for political gain, as we've seen. I mean, one of the definitions that I I am quickly uh, endorsing is one that talks to sometimes it is publishing lies, and we have seen uh, this. A mushroom in South Africa. I mean, just to give some examples, uh, it was last year when we had a website that was publishing that uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu had actually passed away, which was in fact not true. But obviously, because of uh, the access to social media, this was something that was picked up by a number of people, and they started sharing it, and people believed that this was actually the truth.
So when it comes to fake news, are there certain topics uh, that are more likely to be, uh, you know, chosen uh, to focus on to disseminate fake news? So, you know, we've seen the quite bizarre ones. I mean, uh, last year, for example, we had to do a number of interviews on a story that was basically saying that uh, there were bananas that were infected with HIV, and which was not true, obviously. But obviously, uh, because it's a topic that is uh, one that South Africans would engage with, it was a story that was widely shared. Then, obviously, we've also seen uh, some that are linked to the politics in the country. Last year, there was another story story that was saying that uh, Batali Nejameni was running a presidential campaign. And, you know, this turned out also it was not true. So what, what these people do sometimes is they choose topical issues, things that South Africans are talking about, and they use that uh, as part of their headlines. Uh, what is concerning is that a lot of the times... Obviously, they are written like news uh, articles, but also quite worrying for us is that they use the brands uh, or they use uh, the colors of known news uh, websites. For example, you know, you would have a website that has similar colors to SABC News. And when you look at the website, that's when you see that, you know, there's an actually SABC One News, uh, which, which then says to you, this is not a real website. And that has been quite worrying for us, because when you start using uh, the websites of well-known uh, uh, use outlets and then you just uh, uh, use a different letter at the, uh, on the website, that's when people start thinking that this is a story that is from a, an established news outlet. And it's, it's, it takes a lot for a lot of the audiences don't double-check uh, those websites. And that is where, how they actually lure them in. Obviously, when they click on that, that's part of uh, the profit gain that they get in terms of advertising and all of that. And that's why they are using uh, well-known uh, websites. We've had similar ones with uh, EWN, with News24, where it's websites that, where these websites are just using the colors and the branding of these established news outlets. But you have to double-check on those websites and see that it is not the real one. So, Kenny Gunene, what's your take on fake news? Um, yes, there are uh, sites that are fake news uh, to entertain, to, to mislead. Um, but in as far as weekly expose is concerned, it's, it's, it's an online newspaper. And most of these fake news websites uh, do not have faces or owners. Um, but with weekly expose, um, we also source uh, stream our news from ANA, which, of which some of the newspapers, including the independent group and citizen, also stream their news from every second news. Um, so we are a proper uh, online site, uh, newspaper. Our, the only difference is we focus more on investigative news. So our journalists go out there and we source exclusive stories. We investigate them and we have written so many and uh, all of them. Uh, above board. We give everyone a right of reply. If you don't reply, we make sure that we we show the questions that we have sent to you and you chose not to reply. So we are a, a ethical uh, online news. Uh, <clears throat> however, let's take it further because Mathati doesn't go further. Uh, who are the architects of fake news? Now, um, the world over, and I'll also make an example with Donald Trump, 
uh, having cited CNN as one of the architects of fake news. The big media houses, well-established media houses that have been there for years, are the biggest architects of fake news, fake political news, and also fake celebrity news. Uh, and to, to support my statement, look at from whenever you will see that there's so many apologies that are being written by these big newspapers uh, and these big media houses um, about celebrities, about politicians, about political stories that they write. And that shows if you apologize, it means you wrote a fake news. So they are the biggest architects of fake news. Um, I can also go further to make an example with the Sunday stories, uh, if you allow me, Sakina. Uh, you look at the headline of the Sunday Times. It says, here's the proof, Mr. President. But you read the content. You don't have a proof. It is a, a story that is being related about what is in a document that is not even attached. Number one. Number two, one of the sacrosanct principles of ethical journalism is that you should give uh, whoever that you are going to mention in the story the right to respond to your allegations. When you look at it, uh, uh, Nassim Hawa was not given a right to reply. Um, the, the, the people who are mentioned from Dubai were not given a right to reply. So you then realize that, you see, fake news is linked to agenda by big media houses. These sites does do fake news to entertain, to mislead, to cause confusion. But big media houses, when they write fake news, especially political fake news, they link them to an agenda. And you will realize that these particular stories of the weekend, under no circumstances, Sakina, it's, it's literally impossible from what I have seen in the history of the media that an exclusive story can be leaked to two newspapers on the same day. It's, 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 it's something that doesn't happen often. But in this instance, coinciding with the vote of the NEC of the African National Congress, you have a leak to the two major uh, newspapers on Sunday. The same leak. Mm. However, the independent uh, group also have a Sunday newspaper, which is the Sunday Independent. But conveniently, it doesn't get leaked to this one. But it gets leaked to Media24 and Times Group. Now you ask yourself, uh, what was the agenda? What was the purpose? But you will be so stupid, so very stupid, not to see that the headline meant to influence the NEC to make a particular decision about the president. But, 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 but that is by no means new, as uh, Mlondi Mbasa points out, uh, you know, hyperbole on news headlines. Uh, th th that doesn't constitute uh, fake news, does it? But it misleads. And then you go into the content. Because you have been misled by the headline, when you go into the content and you don't see what the headline has actually said, then you see the content as fake news because you are expecting to see a document. I'll make an example with a story that we wrote on Weekly Exposé about uh, uh, Pravin Godin with the memo that we got uh, from PIC where Pravin was trying to limit the powers of the incoming deputy uh, minister and also to extend a term of the retiring board members who are part of his cabal so that he can keep his hold uh, on PIC. We attached that memo. 
Pravin did not respond to our inquiry. Instead, Pravin went to another radio station to respond to our allegations when we have given him a right of reply. And then we wrote another article condemning him on his behavior as a minister. Then his, his spokesperson responded after we condemned him. So uh, we, we seek to be ethical. That is why no one has even threatened to sue us because our stories are above board. And I'm saying, when you read the headline of the Sunday Times and you read the, the City Press, but you read the content, you are expecting to see an email being attached. Desperate as they are, I'm sure they would have wanted to attach the emails, but none of them are there. Last point, um, where would you have seen a president? They say a letter written by the president ended with yours sincerely. Which president writes ends a letter with yours sincerely at this time and age? So you can see it's a journalist that was fed fake news to write. And because this journalist is used from high school to being taught that you end the letter with yours sincerely, that's what he writes in the paper. No but president by your writes yours sincerely. That evidence was not attached. So how do you know that it does in fact not exist? It is because, it is because the way uh, emails are quoted continuously in the stories, you would expect at least one or two to be attached. Matlasi, let me come back to you. Um, from what Kenny is saying, is it then that uh, some of the failings of mainstream media, um, uh, that this has contributed to the rise of this phenomenon of fake news? <clears throat> Thanks, Akina. I mean, on the issue of the emails, I think a number of which sites have actually put up those emails for audiences to go and see. I know that... Um, if, if you look on on the Monday websites, uh, the, the the number of emails have been attached with some of those stories, so that people can go and see uh, those emails themselves. But not to be bogged down on that particular story. I think that we as Senev have have continuously said that us as journalists have to live up to the prescripts of the press code. We have to live up to the prescripts of what the uh, Broadcasting Complaints Commission wants us to do as journalists, and we are regulated in that way, and we have to live up to that. I don't think it is necessarily because uh, established news media is failing that there is a rise in fake news. I mean, you look at, uh, for example, what is happening in Europe, what is happening in America. Uh, There is a gap that has been opened where people are trying to influence the political discourse and that's partly why uh, there is a rise in in, in fake news. Um, There is also the financial gain which is part of it because uh, they are chasing the clickbaits and that's where they make money from the advertising. That is another uh, reason why they're actually raising. But of course, in political context, we are seeing that there is a, 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 a an orchestrated campaign to actually influence uh, 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 the audiences. I mean, we've been quite worried with what we saw called uh, paid Twitter, where we had bogus uh, Twitter accounts of um, editors that are well known in South Africa used in a campaign against the finance minister, Prabhu. Gordon, and this was quite widely distributed on, especially on Twitter, and that that shows you that there is an attempt to attack an orchestrated campaign against established news agencies. We will continue, Senate, to call on journalists to continue doing what is expected of them, which is to provide uh, quality journalism uh, and also to encourage the public where they feel that you know they have been had done. There are uh, processes and systems that are in place for them to actually go and lay complaints. The press council is one of them. 
in the BCCSA is one of them. And that's why, for example, the Press Council has been uh, extended to include uh, online platforms as well, which is quite important because we need to know uh, what Prescribe's A News outlet does uh, subscribe to and also that gives uh, audiences confidence in what they're actually reading. I mean, I think that we must also remember that, you know, when, when stories are written, uh, they are investigated and they are put up following a rigorous process, and that <clears throat> that uh, those outlets need to be able to defend the the journalism that they actually put out. And that's why, for us, we believe that it is important that uh, audiences also know that there is a place where they can actually go and lay a complaint. But also, we continue to encourage news outlets to practice quality journalism and ethical journalism. And I, I, I'm not sure where Kenny comes from when he says, you know, there, there's been a number of uh, apologies. Yes, there have been apologies that news outlets have had to do. And, and you know, we are encouraged by the fact that over the years we've seen, you know, the apologies move from just a paragraph somewhere in the paper that people might actually miss, where the ombuds have actually ruled that, for example, you have to apologize on the front page where the story was actually carried, if, if that was the case, or even apologize on the lamp post in terms of the headline that was actually misleading. So there, there are processes in place to ensure that journalists also continue to do what is expected of them. Please respond. Um, you see, this is, what I, this is the very problem I have with SANEF. Uh, with fake news, there's also a new phenomenon, especially in South Africa, of hidden news. Matlat is talking about an agenda against uh, Pravin Godan uh, with the paid Twitter. But one of the people who are written about every second in this country, and paid Twitter has also been part of, is President Jacob Zuma. But Sanef is not seeing that as an orchestrated uh, agenda uh, against the president. Um, and, and, and talking about hidden news, I'll come to this thing of the, of, of the press council. Um, hidden news. Um, the ANN7 ran a story of uh, an internal audit that was uncovered uh, within the Treasury. This is an audit that was done by, an audit, by audit people working at Treasury. Now, this audit shows that Pravin Godan and uh, some of the ministers and the DG have been very careless. A lot of money has been lost under their watch. Now, if the same story um, was about Malusi Gigaba as an example, I'm telling you, SABC, even you, Sakina, you'd have picked up on that story. We would have it this whole week, interviews on that story, bringing Bravin Godan, but nothing is being done. Why? Because the media... The media, mainstream media, has got an orchestrated agenda. They've got this thing that... (laughs) What do you base uh, that on? uh, Pravin Godan cannot be written negatively about. Uh, Trevor Manuel cannot be written negatively about. I don't know about that. No, let me tell you why. But I'll tell you what I do know. Yes. What I do know is that as mainstream media, we have a a responsibility to make sure uh, that, you know, we do follow uh, uh, discernible and and, and reputable you know, news websites and and, and others. So, surely, otherwise we can go to any website that springs up anywhere on the internet and take news, so-called news from there. Let's not limit it to websites, Sakina. That is my point. We, we, at at Weekly Expose, we wrote a story 
uh, about Lesotho and cereal and beet vest. SABC picked up on the same story two weeks later. They interviewed the same minister that we quoted in our story. That's how credible we are. But let's not limit this thing of fake news to websites. Mainstream media are the biggest architects and influencers uh, because when they drive this fake news, because they reach more people than the websites. And I'm coming to this issue of hidden news. Now, why, why would, when there's uh, clear evidence from an internal audit that shows that money's corruption was there, why is there no noise about it on Monday in the newspapers, uh, on television programs? Why is there no debate about it? This is the treasury. This is our tax money. Yeah, but so what I don't I'm understand saying, then is, yeah, it's are hit- you writing to influence mainstream media no, 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 or no, no. are you writing no no i'm informing inform? no no i'm informing but i'm saying there are stories that are picked up i'll make an example this story the internal audit document it's a it's it's a document that you can go to treasury and get it's there you all of you have picked up on a story of sunday that does not even have proof where people were not interviewed, but their names are in the story. You decide to pick up on that one. Why don't you pick up on this one of ANN7? That affects us directly. Why do you pick up on a story that tells us that President Jacob Zuma wants to stay in Dubai? What is the problem if he wants to stay in Dubai? Doesn't that affect so, us so, directly so as well? That is, that, is, that is my issue. And then let's come to this thing. So of, you're saying that wouldn't affect South Africans no, no, directly? No, no, no. no it, it does. But I'm saying, what is more important? 1.3 billion being lost in the treasury, the custodians of our monies, the people that must see that every government department spends money appropriately, wisely, and protects the interests of South Africans. And we do not even pick up on that story. That, I'm saying, is hidden news, is selective reporting. Okay. We're going to go to a news break. When we come back, uh, we will, of course, continue. Matlatsi Gallens, Kenny Kunene, we're talking about fake news. And we'll take your calls on 0891-104-208. We're talking fake news this morning. Matlatsi Gallens, who is a SANF chairperson, and Kenny Kunene, owner of the newly launched online newspaper, Weekly Expose. And we're asking, what is a fake news? And how would you go about discerning uh, whether news is actually real or whether it is fake? And um, the facts, uh, do they really matter because if the facts matter how do you go about discerning what should be trusted and what not to be trusted that's what we're talking about this morning the lines are open 0891 104 208 and you can also tweet or facebook us at am live on safm uh, sms's uh, to 40938 zenzile koisan is uh, calling us uh, from cape town good morning thanks Kinan. good morning to your guest um, you know, the, 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 the interesting thing about this thing of fake news is that it goes back quite a ways. You know, many, many years ago, about three decades ago, or two and a half decades ago, I interviewed the former CIA head of station in uh, Southeast Asia, a guy called Ralph McGee. And Ralph McGee told me about the CIA program called the Mighty Wurlitzer, the Mighty Jude Box, in which they 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 float a false story through a, a, a backwater paper, uh, and bring it into the mainstream through the wire service, and then land it into the mainstream media, and then float this part of the story in uh, uh, um, uh, uh, one of the the gossip columns, and that would become uh, it it would then be brought into the mainstream media environment as a real story. So this these kind of things go way back with, but my issue here is that inside 
our journalism training rooms and inside our, our actual newsrooms. The, we, 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 we are losing a lot when we don't uh, uh, let people go through the checklist that you have to go through. When I get the story, and I, get a, I used to get a lot, and still today I get a lot of information that comes to me. I subject it to very rigorous examination. Everything, before I go, before that story goes onto uh, the page that I'm writing, it has been thoroughly scrutinized. And part of the problem also is because our own, in our own media environment has become lax. We have, you know, we, we've done things like equate what goes on in social media with media. We're calling it media. And, 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 and we need to, to go back and say this, uh, all of some of this uh, chit-chat that's going on uh, uh, on, on the digital platforms. That's not media. That's just chit-chat. We need to, we need to become more discerning as a society. We, we need to become more protective of this ancient art called journalism, and that is part of the problem that's happening in, not only in our country, but worldwide. Thank you so much, uh, Zenzile Koisan. Matwaha in Mtata, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Let, let me start by quoting Marx. Marx says the history of all hitherto existing society is the history of class struggle. I think I will premise my comment on that basis. The reality, Sakina, is that uh, interest groups in society are setting up what they call information centers or news networks. The reality is that none of them is class biased. None of them is biased in terms of, uh, I mean, none of them is neutral in, in, in terms of uh, who are they, uh, uh, you know, allegiance with. The reality is that uh, this gentleman on your studio uh, debating with Mamu uh, Mashati has exposed the biasness of what he calls a newspaper. It reminds me of George Kruber, that guy from, from the Nazi, that propagandist minister. The reality is that he's got a human right to establish that. But we as society have to apply our minds in terms of, you know, interrogating these ANN servants and all these other smaller newspapers. That's, that's a little bit that I wanted to comment about, that these guys are not necessarily doing what is illegal in terms of bourgeoisie law, but they are trying to trick us into sort of a, a merry-go-round type of a situation where we discuss things that don't matter, end up not discussing matters that, that matter. That we change our lives. That's my little bit of a comment. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Matwaha. Mlungi in Chesterville. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I've got uh, a few questions. I would like to know who is the media ombudsman? Who appoints them? Is the ombudsman independent? Who pays their salaries? Are they fair in their judgments? Do they process both sides of the story? That's all. Thanks. Thank you so much, Mlungisi. John in Grahamstown, good morning. Morning, Sakina. Um, I'm naturally sceptical about whether Kenny can ever be regarded as a reliable source of news. But anyway, apart from that, I think there is some truth in what he says about selective reporting. Um, Cyril Ramaphosa is now being punted for, to replace Zuma, and as soon as Zuma is replaced, the better. But um, Cyril visited Grahamstown recently in his party political capacity as deputy president of the ANC. It was an ANC roadshow. He was whisked in by military helicopter, in and out. And no one seems to be interested in even, ask question, in even answering the question whether that's allowed. Um, 
can someone in his party political capacity use a military helicopter for party political purposes? Mm. Thank you so much, John. Elias in Polokwane. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Look, I think we must advise Ukulene Hore. There is what is called breaking news, and there is what is called fish news. So when you do breaking news, it's okay for you as journalists to feed us with information every day about what Jacob Zuma is doing. We care less about what the municipal manager in Ikutu is doing. Zuma is a national figure. We need to know. We must report about it each and every day, especially in the midst of him being perceived as corrupt. We cannot be bringing an agenda of ANM 7 on the news because many now today says we are being fired and we've got an agenda. That, that, that needs to be corrected. As long as it matters, we must report about Zuma. We need to hear about what Zuma and his police are doing, particularly because of this perceived corrupt relationship between him and the Guptas. We care less about what will Trevor Manuel and the finance minister for them did in, 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 in Treasury. That matters not. What we need to know is we need to uproot corruption. That is what I wanted to contribute. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, Elias, okay, let's get some responses. Matlasi, let's start with you. Look, I think we have to be very careful. We can't, you know, what we are increasingly finding is that when people disagree with uh, stories, they immediately label them fake news without even um, engaging with the content of that story or even showing what exactly is fake in those particular stories. And, uh, And people that usually are trying to push an agenda of sorts will then say that, you know, if that story does not agree with what they're saying, therefore it is uh, fake news. And for me, that is quite a, a dangerous uh, ground to go on because uh, we need to interrogate stories as they are written and also be able to, to go to the appropriate um, uh, bodies if we feel that the stories were not properly covered and we feel had done by them. I think that it is that is quite crucial. Uh, we we have always said that if it, at Senate, I mean, uh, just last week we were talking about how, you know, as a news organization, we have to be uh, to work towards being, uh, we have to ensure that we do the work that we are supposed to do according to the prescripts of the press code, which is what regulates us. And, I mean, I think that... Um, it is good to have news, uh, new news platforms uh, that help towards the multiplicity of voices in terms of uh, South Africa. Uh, we as uh, traditional news media have to ensure that we cover all sides of the story and give everybody a voice. But it can't be that when somebody disagrees with a, a, a story or it does not suit their agenda, therefore it is labeled uh, fake news. I think every uh, media house has uh, different focuses. I mean, we have investigative, we've got websites or news outlets that are more focused on investigative, we've got others that are more focused on the day-to-day stories, and that is very good because it also gives audiences uh, choices, and that is quite important. But what we have to remember is that fake news refers directly to lies, where people are taking what is not true and putting it out there as the truth. And uh, that is what we are campaigning against, and that is what we are raising awareness on, and that it is important for audiences to know that there are um, those that are trying, that are pushing these lines to, for political or for financial gain, Sakina. Kenny? Um, I'm happy that uh, Masati is saying that, you know, we cannot label every story as a fake news. 
And uh, to the gentleman, um, I, when I referred to the story of ANN7 and Pravin, uh, it's corruption. And I'm saying we need to report corruption equally. We should not just report corruption about the president, then we don't report corruption when it's done by the uh, minister, former minister of treasury. If he has been corrupt, he must be reported on. That's what I'm saying. It was just to create that balance. Uh, number two, there's a, there's, a, there's a question as to whether is the media independent. Now, you look at SANEF and you look at uh, the press ombudsman. Uh, I don't think that this self-regulation by the media is working, Sakina. Why not? It works for them. Mm. It doesn't work for the public. It doesn't work for South Africans. Number one, the press council, press ombudsman, press ombudsman is part of the press council. Where do they get their funding from? They are funded by the media, big media houses. So their existence, their salaries, their travel, everything, their existence is paid for by the big media houses. You look at SANEF. Where does SANEF get its funding? SANEF gets its funding from the media houses. So SANEF's existence is paid for by these media houses. Now, how are you going to act aggressively in the interest of South Africans against the hand that fits you? Let me make you an example. Uh, you, you, you look at Steve Mutali's case with the citizen. SANEF was mum. It was quiet on the uh, uh, suspension and dismissal of Steve Mutali. The court found that the citizen was wrong in dismissing uh, Steve Mutali. It was illegal. They said, let him go back to work. The citizen suspended him again. And now, after that, the citizen appealed the dismissal. Yesterday, the, the court found that no other court can come to a different conclusion. Citizen applied for leave to appeal. Yesterday again, Steve Motale won in the court of law. SANEF has said nothing and it will say nothing. It has never said Steve Motale must go back to work. It has never said anything because citizen pays for SANEF's for, 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 for existence. That's one. But you look at other journalists uh, in other news newspapers and uh, television stations. When they are suspended, Sanef is up in arms. But one of their oh. own, an editor, senior, nothing. Okay. Then let's come to the press council okay. very quickly. I, 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 I'm person. going to give Maslati an opportunity to respond, but I want to know what does that have to do, what sort of impact does that have on fake news? No, 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 no. no. We were talking about the question, I was responding to a question that was raised by a caller who said... Uh, is, is, is the media independent? Is the press council independent? Then I was responding that it cannot be independent because it is being paid by these people. That is why all that the press ombudsman can order the newspaper is for them to apologize. They can't order them to pay you damages, even though that story has made you lose your job, has destroyed your marriage, uh, somebody has committed suicide be, uh, because of the story, uh, even if it's a lie. The ombudsman cannot order them to pay you or to pay for any damages. All that they can do is a sorry. And that is how they are. That's how it's benefiting them. Let me give Matlatsi a chance to respond to that. Matlatsi? Okay. Um, I think that, uh, can you have to at least be honest on this one. Uh, I, I mean, I just want to pop the Steve Mutali issue on the side, but he know. I don't know if he's aware. We have released at least three statements or four around Steve Mutale. We have met with Steve Mutale. We have met with the citizen group on this issue. And we have basically um, 
engaged on this issue on various platforms. I mean, part of uh, the, the Steve Mutali issue was an issue that we have been uh, raising as Senate for quite some time in terms of what we're increasingly uh, seeing and very worried about as an industry around uh, editorial interference by publishers. We have released a whole report that talks to these issues, and it wasn't just around Steve Mutali, it was around many other editors that had left the jobs because of interference from publishers, and this is one of our big campaigns in the next coming months. And then on the issue of uh, the press campaign... So that's fake news from Kenny? Yeah, very much fake news. And and we've been thrown at this for so many times. No, Uh, I would not go deeper into it. I would not go deeper into it because I'll expose you badly. Oh, God. Okay, (laughs) anyway. And then on the issue of the press council, uh, Sakina, I mean, the press council is uh, uh, self-regulation of the industry, but we, it has changed over the years. We, we've included other people to be a, to sit on the press council. We've got Judge Weber, who is actually the person leading the appeals process if people don't find joy with the ombuds. And I don't know if Kenny is trying to say that Judge Weber is then... Uh, bought and paid by media houses. We have disagreed with the ombudsman on some cases. For example, this issue of the Huffington Post, we have applied to be um, uh, uh, to, to join that case because we don't agree with uh, some of the findings in that case. Are they not so, funded by the media uh, houses? They are funded by Thank the media you. houses. But within that process, Kenny, there are ways to ensure that people have can actually appeal. And but the only thing that they can give judgment is say sorry, apologize. That's the only verdict. It cannot go beyond that. Can we agree on that? And 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 Kenny, you know, it is for any news organization, credibility is the most important thing because without credibility you are nothing. And that is why you might think that an apology is really nothing, but it actually goes to the credibility of those institutions. And that is why news organizations will strive to do their best in covering those stories so that they're not found to actually having to have to apologize. When you have lost when you have lost a job or when you have lost a business transaction, when you have lost your wife because of the story, an apology is nothing. It's nothing Masati. A lot of lies have been written about me and my family. Fake news have been written about me personally. One of the Media 24 newspapers wrote that my daughter was impregnated by my friend. That was fake news. That was a lie. It destroyed the relationship of my daughter and the father of the child. They wrote that I was, the Sunday World wrote that I was divorced when I was not. It destroyed my marriage. Don't tell me that apology shows credibility. I'm not stupid. Let us not patronize South Africans. The press ombudsman and the press council are useless organizations that are funded by the media houses. So what do you propose? I propose that there must be a media tribunal that will regulate just like the legal firms. The law firms are regulated by the law society. Uh, Nurses and doctors are regulated. Let us also regulate journalists because a journalist will know if he writes lies about anyone, he will lose his license. Once you regulate them like that, and I'm not saying it must be government. I'm saying in as much as parliament gets involved in also appointing the board of SABC and board of other institutions, parliament can be part of uh, appointing members of that tribunal that is independent 
that is not uh, controlled or funded just by government or just by media houses. In that way, we will protect the interests of South Africans. We will protect ordinary people in the streets from lies being written about them, including my own journalists. Do you not have an option to uh, take the matter on um, uh, to civil court where you can actually sue? How many South Africans have got the money to pay for lawyers to go to civil court? That is the problem. Even those who are working cannot afford a lawyer, let alone an advocate, to go and fight a media house with all the money. Look at the case of uh, Robert McBride. The citizen fought him until the constitutional court. That's what they do. When you fight them in courts, they make sure that they dry you out financially. They keep appealing and appealing and appealing. Look at this, uh, Steve Mutali's case. If I were not uh, part of the people that were talking, that were supporting him, Steve Mutali would be done. But now the, the legal team that is saying we will represent you because you have a case and these people, this is wrong. Imagine if a journalist has to take on a media house, where do, where do they get the money? Well, let me take a few more calls. 891 Zama in Durban. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you, Zama? Very well, thank you. Um, um, I just wanted to find out, I tried sending an SMS this morning, but it just refused to go. Sakina, I'm calling from Durban. It's an area opposite Kwamashu. There was recently a post uh, there was circulating uh, regarding a certain couple that was allegedly a syndicate or rather part of the syndicate that is abducting kids and selling them for body parts and stuff like that. Damn. It actually raised the panic in, in, in the community. I was included. I actually couldn't sleep that night. I phoned the local police station and the, 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 the police officer that actually uh, answered my call, they said, the couple has actually been to the police station themselves three times because they also want to report a counter case that uh, these news that are being spread about them are lies. Apparently, it's a family feud. My question, Sakina, is what recourse do we have as the community and as South Africans as well in terms of social media being used uh, as a source I mean, I partially believe the story that maybe it is a family feud and that person is trying to serve their own selfish interests because they are using these news that are so sensitive in the country right now. And I have my son that travels to school every day, the school that is like a opposite the street where this couple is allegedly living. And I was actually contemplating in my mind that shall I remove him or what shall I do? Shall we run away? What shall we do? Because you get a, a panic. So what happens? What are the regulations? Because I heard that in China, although I haven't read anything about it, that there is a regulation if we abuse or misuse these social medias, they are certain you get blocked. But again, the concern is these people use fake identities in these social media platforms. What, what happens then? Can okay. I get some advice? All right. Then? Thank you so much, Sama. Jabu and Joba, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Good and you? Good. Um, I just want to touch on this issue for fake news. Um, I, I think um, the fake news is a living thing in this country. We, every day, if it's not every hour, uh, bombarded 
with um, headlines that at the end are not holding any substance, which shows that the people that are in the driving seat of collecting the news, distributing to the public, are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's easy um, to take an, 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 a, a news or an issue that is not well um, uh, uh, investigated and have the facts about it and put it on the news. As long as it's going to be a banning issue to the public, it's, as long as it's going to be um, an attacking um, a, a, a kind of a, an attack or move on somebody, then the media is, is using that. I listen, I have read, I don't buy the newspaper anymore. I just look at the heading and I, and I walk away. Because the, the newspapers drive that and also the, 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 the radio stations, they also drive that they don't even go further than checking what was written by the newspapers. Is it correct or wrong? Thank okay. you so much. Thanks, Jabu. Simone and Belito. Morning, morning, Eskan, to your guests. Um, I think a quick, quick couple of points I want to raise. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say is just, you know, I've been on the the very Sunday Times, um, you know, article that Mr. Kunene was talking about earlier. And, you know, in the article itself, there are links to the documents that the article mm-hmm. is based on. You know, they're all uploaded on Scribd. You know, they're all there for everybody to see. So I think to say that, you know, there isn't proof and that, you know, these articles are spurious, yeah, that's a bit disingenuous. Um, I do agree with Mr. Kuneni, though, in the fact that, you know, there are real consequences when, you know, big media houses do put out news that's later, you know, proven to be incorrect or, or you, know, it's, you know, incomplete or whatever the case may be. And, yes, you know, people in South Africa do need better access to... Um, to, to legal services in order to be able to, you know, get recompense if that happens. However, I, I think it's, it's again, it, it's a bit ingen- disingenuous to, you know, bring that up as a counter-argument to, you know, the, 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 um, to SANEF when the people that are being talked about are people who have millions and millions of, you know, rands and huge resources at their disposal to fight these, or these, these um, uh, fights in court. And, you know, to actually go and prove their innocence or whatever the case may be. Mm. Um, I think, you know, the, the bigger problem for me is that, you know, democracy only works when people are educated, informed, and, and, and have developed a, a critical thinking faculty, which, you know, is unfortunately quite lacking in the modern world. Unfortunately, had to cut it there, Simone, but uh, valuable contributions. But uh, as we leave this, Mathati, how do we then sift out what is fake and what is not? What is it that readers, listeners should be looking out for? Um, basic things, as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, double check on the source of information. That website doesn't represent a website of an established media house. Number two, is it a story that is also being covered by other news organizations? For example, the death of Archbishop Desmond Tutu, it was covered by this one lone uh, fake website. There are other people also uh, covering it. But also it is important for South Africans also to be aware and not to share this information because we also have to be responsible as social media users. If um, 
it is a story that is talking about something as random and as bizarre as uh, bananas infected with HIV. You have a responsibility you know, to share it. But also equally so, Sakina, we've seen, uh, as the lady was talking about uh, some of these uh, uh, issues that are put on Facebook and they are not verified, you cannot be the one that actually shares it because you become complicit in, in, in sharing that news. We, we, I, I genuinely believe that we need to have South Africans much more aware, much more discerning on these stories. There are these basic things that they can use to to try and verify if the information is correct or not. But most importantly, we have to raise the awareness okay. so that people We're know gonna have that to there leave are websites out there. Out of time, unfortunately. Kenny, thanks so much for coming through. Matlati, thanks for your time. We're out of time. And uh, thanks for the messages that have come through and really appreciate it. It's time now for the news with Norm Samdluli.